heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to Masculine Journey. We are very glad to have you with us today. Guys, doesn't it just seem like we were just at boot camp in some ways? In other ways, it seems like it was so long ago. Yeah. yeah just like yesterday, only... It was wow. the day before, Robbie. I'd really like to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was such a good time at uh, boot camp, and uh, I miss it. Looking forward to the next one coming up when? November 1st through the 4th? Yeah, that was not meant to be a plug, but it is. Yeah, and there so, you go. Um, I'm excited about the topic for today. Uh, we talked about it a couple of days ago, and I really haven't thought a lot about it until today. It was within okay. the last probably 15 minutes, and so God's kind of shown me some things, and I've been surprisingly quiet. It was actually two weeks ago today that I gave this talk on, you know, God as Father was the name of the talk, but it... Mm-hmm. What I heard as I was preparing for the talk I'd actually never really considered before was that, you know, in the treasure map of the masculine journey of, you know, looking at your own map and your own life, one of the places to mark is the point at which in your life and your story that you began to allow God to father you, that you actually took God on God on as your father, that you actually heard him as father and, and, and gave him control, Sam. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very good question. You know, I'm still trying to figure out. Maybe by the end of the show, I'll have an answer <laughs> for it. But uh, but that brings me up to um, somebody fathering someone else. And, and Wayne, you got a clip about somebody stepping in and being a father of sorts to another man. Right. So um, remember the Titans. Uh, it's an awesome movie, great movie. Uh, but these uh, young kids decide that they're gonna come in and they've got their own ideas on how uh, the season should run uh, so they they decide to go to the coach with that i'm gonna help you boys i'm gary bertier the only all-american you've got on this team you want any of us to play for you you reserve half the open positions for hammond players half the offense half the special teams we don't need any of your people on defense we're already set uh-huh don't need none of my people mm-hmm. what you say name was uh, jerry Gary. No, you must have said Jerry, like Lewis, which would make you Dean Martin, right? Ladies and gentlemen, I got an announcement to make. We got Jerry Lewis and Dean Martin going to camp with us here this year. Jerry tells the jokes, Dean sings the songs, and gets the girl. Let's give him a round of applause. Where's your folks? Gary, parents, are they here? Where are they? Know That's my mother. That's your mama. Mm-hmm. Very nice, I want Take a good look at it. Exactly right. Because once you get on that bus, you ain't got no mama no more. You got your brothers on the team, and you got your daddy. Now, you know who your daddy is, don't you? Gary, if you want to play on this football team, you answer me when I ask you, who is your daddy? Who's your daddy, Gary? Who's your daddy? You. Uh-huh. And whose team is this? 
Is this your team? Or is this your daddy's team? Yours. Mm-hmm. Get on the bus. Put your jacket on first. And get on the bus. Uh, Dean? Fix that tie, son. So, Wayne, what was it about that clip that really kind of spoke to you in some of your story? Oh, yeah, because none of us ever tell God how it's going to be, right, when we go to oh, no. him in prayer or whatnot. But, yeah, this, you know, for, for 10 years, you know, after uh, you know, the topic being when did we know that uh, you know, God was our father, was you know, for 10 years I asked that question. You know, God, am I, am I your son? Do you love me? You know, even after saying the prayer, after knowing the price that, that Christ paid, I still had that that ate that question, but I didn't realize that that question was rooted deeper into things that I experienced with my earthly father. And I was portraying those to God. And, um, while at teen challenge, um, God answered it and, um, heard the audible voice of God tell me that, you know, I am your father. Um, and he answered a question, not just that question, but, you know, I grew up hearing my own dad, um, making the comment of, you know, maybe one day we'll find out who your real dad is. Yeah. Um, there, there's so many things that, that those four words that he answered there. And it, and it, it, it's something that no one can take away from me. Um, it's not a question that I ask anymore, not, not even in the least bit. And it's empowered me to do other things, to step out in faith in things that really don't make sense. Um, you know, asking a woman if her favorite thing is chickens, uh, because of a dream that I had the night before uh, that didn't make sense, but it ended up tugging on her heart, and God used a story there to to draw her into His heart, and that she would know that she was a daughter. So, so I'm assuming chickens were the answer. Chickens were her favorite <laughs> thing. It was yeah, yeah. It, it, it was very strange, and, and I guess if it if it makes sense, it might not be God sometimes. Yeah, um, yeah, He takes us to places where we're not comfortable, right? Yeah, but he does fathers through that. Too. Yeah, he has me here, right? That's, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> I want to go to a, another clip and, and kind of continue on this journey of how we sometimes look at God. And Vinny, can you tell us a little bit about the clip that we're getting ready to watch from uh, one of your favorite movies? Oh, yeah. Uh, the movie is The Godfather. And there was a scene in this movie where it was payback time to the Godfather, and previously the Godfather had done a big favor for this Undertaker, and the Undertaker was not respectful to the Godfather in the neighborhood, and he told him that someday you will come and blah, blah, blah. Well, it got to where the Undertaker's daughter embarrassed him. Uh, I forget in which, which way, but... Uh, the Godfather just tells him right out, you haven't offered me a cup of coffee, you don't want this, you never invite me for dinner, you know, that stuff, and now you want me to do something for you. He says, don't work that way. And uh, how much do you want? He says, I don't want a penny. He says, I told you the first time that I saw you, that you will have to do the same favor for me that you want me to do for you. And he finally got it, and he understood it. And now it got to the point where he wanted this uh, situation that he was in with his daughter 
eliminated. And he came to the Godfather. And the Godfather told him, you haven't looked for me, offered me a cup of coffee, offered my wife uh, coffee, me, uh, invited us for dinner, nothing. By this time, he was the Godfather. So he could say whatever he wants. And the, the guy says, well, I don't understand. What do you want me to do? I'll do anything. He says, anything? You don't know what you're saying. And he says, yes, I will do anything. Okay, he says, someday you will come to me with this story that's completely out of control and you will want me to take care of it. And what do I do with that? He says, you got to make a promise that you will pay up, not to me. Well, yeah, to the Godfather and the people of the neighborhood. And that day came. So let's uh, listen to that interchange, Vinny. You want to hear it now? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We've known each other many years, but this is the first time you ever came to the council for help. I can't remember the last time that you invited me to your house for a cup of coffee, even though my wife was godmother to your only child. But let's be frank, yeah. You never wanted my friendship, and uh, you were afraid to be my dad. I didn't want to get into trouble. I understand. You found paradise in America. Had a good trade, made a good living, police protected you, and there were courts of law. You didn't need a friend like But uh, now you come to me and you say, I'm Corleone and give me justice. But you don't ask for respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. Instead, you come into my house on the day my daughter's to be married and you ask me to do murder. Money. I ask you for justice. That is not justice, your daughter is still alive. We're going to suffer then. She suffers. How much shall I pay you? What have I ever done to make you treat me so disrespectfully? Yeah, so... You know, there's the situation for a lot of us when they go to when we go to God. It's like you haven't talked. You know, you've been waiting to talk to me for a long time, and you may feel like this poor guy. Like I haven't asked God for a cup of coffee. I've not respected him. I've not given him any time. Is he going to talk to me? But then, when you really need him there at that at that moment, God isn't the Godfather. <laughs> He's a completely different guy, right, Vinny? Exactly as as right. you've experienced firsthand. That's right. I uh, I have a story that I'd like to share. Uh, all my brothers here tell me that they read the Bible in the morning and then God talks to them. And that's okay, you know. But I am a Catholic and I know a prayer, Our Father. Well, there was a situation that happened to me that I just came to me when I knew what the subject was going to be. And it was when my wife had died, a bunch of people came. And they emptied out, and I was offered by the, the funeral parlor if I wanted to talk to Rita, my wife, who died. I said yes, and I got on my knees and cried and 
all of a sudden, I felt like somebody put their hand on my right shoulder. And I couldn't understand it. And I looked up, and there was nobody there. And then I heard a voice. I will help you. Now I'm shaken up. Uh, uh, yeah, well, when we come back, Vinny, okay. and I'll let you finish that when we come back, because I really want to have the people hear how that story finishes out. It's an amazing yeah. story. Um, like for you to go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. That's coming up November 1st through 4th. And we do have the BOGO going on now, so it's buy one, give one. You can bring somebody with you or give it to somebody as a scholarship. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. I'm going to make you an offer you can't refuse. It's a Masculine Journey Boot Camp BOGO. Buy one, give one free. $199. What an amazing thing that would be to give somebody a gift, and what they really end up getting is their heart back. Listen to what it did for Andy. The Masculine Journey Boot Camp experience showed me that I could truly hear from God, and that I could experience Him on a daily basis. Coming this fall, November 1st through the 4th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. Somebody's in the street now Somebody's in doubt Somebody has no place to go Somebody cries out Saying Abba Abba Father Welcome back to The Masculine Journey. When we left, Vinny, you were telling the story about when Rita had passed away and the, if I remember right, they had, had invited you in to go spend some time with her alone. Yeah, and you're were, kneeling and you feel a hand on your shoulder. Right, I felt a hand, and I thought it was called, you know, the director of the funeral parlor. I looked up and there wasn't anybody there. But I heard a voice. I will help you. Because I had told Rita while I was praying, what did you do to me? How am I going to take care of this family? You know, uh, I guess the normal thing that when you lose a husband or a wife. But there was nobody there. And as clear as a bell, I will take care of you. Man, I was shaking in my knees because I was down on the floor. And anyway, when I got up, it was still there to wait. And I went to call when we walked out. I says, call, did you come in and put your hand on my shoulder? He says, no, Benny, I had the doors closed. I wanted you to be in private with Rita because he knew us. We went to the same church. And anyway, that weight stood with me all the way home. It didn't say a word to me anymore except that one time, I will help you. And I don't know how or what to think but if there was nobody there, that's when I knew 
that it wasn't our father, it was my father. And that's how I really locked up with my father. Yes, I say the prayer just like everybody else, our father. But believe me, guys, if I don't wish it to happen in the circumstances that it happened with me, but he is your father. And he came to me that way, and and I'm thankful for it. I, I'm just thankful for it. I think it's made a better man of me. I know it's made a better man of me. I don't go around. In fact, I didn't even remember this until I was told about the topic of tonight's show. Well, Vinny, thank you. That was an amazing story, and we appreciate you sharing that. And I know that that's going to not only mean a lot to us, but to the people listening. Um, It's just a very cool thing when God came to you in your moment of need like that. Uh, Robbie, it uh, seems kind of wrong to almost go to a humorous <laughs> clip right now, but we well, kind of you know, do that sometimes. But, go there. Yeah, so we will talk about your story here in a second, but could you set up our clip for us? Yeah, well, I, I, everybody loves Raymond, just speaks to my life in so many different ways. And this particular clip is reminiscent of what I thought God was. You know, you had to go to church in order to hear God and those kind of things. And it was my day off because I was in the car business. My only day off was Sunday. So, you know, I thought I was going to heck, but it turned out it was Raymond. How come Daddy never asked to go to church? Oh, why don't you ask Daddy? I asked to work, honey. See, he's eating his business lunch. I am working. There's a big game on today. I thought it didn't start until one. Okay, yeah, but uh, there's a pregame. <laughs> Look, I don't tell you how to do your job, right? <laughs> All right, everybody, let's go. Church time. Chop, chop. You usually hide upstairs until we leave. A little more brazen in your blasphemy. Don't tell him how to do his job. Come on, let's go. Hey, wh- I don't know why God put church and football at the same time. As a matter of fact, bring that up today. <laughs> oh, did you draw this? That's beautiful. You're quite the little artist. Yeah, tell Daddy what it is. No, 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 let me guess. Uh, that's a big orange wall. Fire. Fire. Yes, of course it's fire. It's a big it's a big wall of fire, and that must be the fireman. Actually, Allie told me it's a picture of hell. <laughs> you, you mean heck, right? Right, Allie? So is that the devil? Nope, it's you. <laughs> me? I, I'm I'm why am I in heck, sweetie? Because that's what Grandpa said. Grandpa said that? What? Grandpa told you that I'm going to heck? He said hell. Really? Really? Why did Grandpa say that? Because you don't go to church. Grandpa said that. Where were you? I was in church. Okay, I'm gonna uh, gonna go across the street because uh, 
I'm going to go to heck. I'm taking him with me. <laughs> it's always funny to laugh at Raymond. Just uh, he cracks me up. Yeah, and it, it it reminded me of my of my own story that my wife, when I met her, she was like, "Well, if you're going to marry me, you've got to go to church." And I was very similar to Raymond in that that was my concept of the whole thing is really and and i really thought it was a great idea that they asked god you know why put football in at the same time you know those kind of things but so reluctantly i went and the very first time i went with her there was a pastor there by the name of dr redhead in a presbyterian church and he gave a sermon on hearing from god and uh in that he gave what I now call the five slamma jamma cat's pajama prayer where you could hear from God. And so it wasn't maybe a year or so later that I found my career completely in the ditch and we weren't selling any cars. I was going to lose my job. And, and so I went out in the field and began to pray just like this guy said I could hear from God. So I'm going to try it. <laughs> And I proceeded to fall asleep trying to hear from God. But the next morning I got up more convinced that I could hear from God. So I was like, God, I, I'm out of answers here. And kind of like, you know, I know I hadn't paid you any respect or given you any coffee, but I really need your help here. And he showed up and he really gave me the answer to the problem that I was experiencing, which was essentially, and when it's all said and done, Robbie, it's not going to matter how many cars you sell or what your CSI score is, is this going to matter how many people you really help? Which I knew was from him because I wouldn't have thought anything that smart. <laughs> so I went back to the dealership, applied that concept. It literally changed my life, but more than, than, than what happened to my career, it gave me the ability to put it down on my treasure map as this is where I realized I could trust God and that, that clearly being a son meant being obedient to things that were clear from him. Thank you, Robbie. Harold, we haven't heard from you yet today. I've been enjoying listening. <laughs> so did you have anything on this topic that you could share with us? Uh, consternation would be the word I would apply because when uh, I became aware of the topic, I thought, well, you know, when? And I thought, I don't know when, and the best that I can come up with is after I became a father, it changed what I understood a father to be. Uh, up until then, you know, I knew that I trusted God. I feared God. Uh, I grew up hearing a lot about the, the, the place that Raymond was going to go, and so a lot of my motivation early on was, was fear. But uh, that kind of changed after I saw what it was like to be a father and, and love your child. And so that flavored my relationship with God, and I do view him as a father, a father who loved me enough to provide a way to forgive me for all the stupid mistakes I've made in my almost 77 years. Well, thank you. Um you know, I've been thinking about some of my story, you know, and it's just, as I've been thinking about that, God's given me a, little glimpses. You know, I don't think I have a clear, this definitive time, 
You know, for me, it was more a series of events that, that kind of led me to believe, you know, that, to know that God is my father. And I think the first one for me was actually at a uh, funeral. Um, similar to, to yours, Vinny, it was for uh, actually a friend of mine, my um, best friend growing up in college and so forth, Bob. Um, his dad had passed away. And so I, being an only child that he was, I wanted to go up and spend time with my friend and, and be there for him. Well, this comes on the heels of my dad passing away uh, about six months ahead of that. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, and I'm sitting there at this funeral, and I want to be there for my friend, but I've got some undealt with emotions from my dad passing away. I just kind of shoved him down. And I'm sitting there, and everything in me wants to get up and leave, and I just, I, I got to go. I just can't be there anymore. And all of a sudden, I audibly hear the word peace. And just this, this wave of peace flushes over me. Can't explain it. I can't, I mean, I know it was God, but I can't tell you how it felt. But those, that, uh, the fear, the uncertainty just kind of washed away, you know, and I could be there for my friend, you know, and that was just one of the times for me that was instrumental in God saying, look, I'm going to be there for you. Because part of my story was my dad loved me and he was, he was a good man, but he was never there when I needed him. He was never there at a baseball game to watch me play. He was never there at a Boy Scout event. He didn't get involved in anything in my life, and I had to enter into his world. You know, and here I had God saying, no, I'm going to actively intervene and, and be in your world with you. You know, and I didn't have the, the eyes to see it then, but I think as time, and especially as those topics come up, God is reminding me of, hey, you know, I was there then, and of other times he's been there for me along the way. You know, and so that's uh, it's pretty cool, and I'm I'm pretty interested in seeing what he uncovers over the next few days with me on the same topic. And I want to encourage the guys that are listening too. I mean, each one of us have a different story of how we've heard from God and and where we are in that relationship as sons. Um, he came to restore that relationship, not just to save us, but to restore that relationship to the Father. So, you know, press into that. Yeah, he he came for us to be with the big guy. So let's go and let's let God fathers through some things. I know that. Control can be an issue, but if you can't trust God, who can you trust, right, to walk you through some of this stuff? And so I'd encourage you to do exactly that. Just go pray and say, God, help me see you more as Father. Help lead me to the truth of how much you love me and how much you're there for me and the things the enemy has been trying to tell you is not true. Go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org, register for the boot camp coming up November 1st through 4th. We'd love to see you there and learn more about this topic of letting God father you. Talk to you next week.